You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. Welcome. It is a great day, a great day indeed. I hope you're all having a wonderful beginning of your week. Um, I hope you're having great weather like we're having here in the uh, good old HQ of America's Web Radio because we are having fantastic weather. After freezing our tails off uh, last week and then getting inundated with uh, rain, 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 it is absolutely fantastic out there today. So I hope you're having good weather as well. And, uh, and I hope everyone in Texas is digging out of that snow and ice and hopefully they're on the rebound as I know they are. You know, if anybody can rebound, it's Texas. So, um, you know, thoughts out to them. Um, I want to get started today. I, I, you know, it's, it might be a little tough and, and I want to tread on your attention span a little bit because I, I have to, uh, say a few things about the Godfather. Um, as many as many of you have heard, he passed away last, last Wednesday. And, um, it, it was really, it was really hard to hear. You know, we all knew it was coming. Um, you know, Rush was was battling um, uh, advanced, advanced, advanced stage lung cancer, and it was advanced, advanced stage when they caught it, and they caught it a year ago uh, in February. Um, it really, I mean, almost a year to when he announced um, when he is when he passed away. Um, so we knew it was coming, and, and Rush, you know, if you many of you, many of you I know that listen to me, and even many of you, and and I cannot thank you enough from the bottom of my heart. You don't know how humble that makes me um, to know that so many of you would actually tune into me for one hour during Rush's show every Tuesday, and and I don't, you know, I I, I can't put in words how how much that uh, I, I I how much it means to me. Um, because it was it was it was almost painful for me sometimes to go, gosh, you know, I got to do my show, but I can't hear Rush. Um, that's how much he meant to me, folks. Um, and I know he meant a lot to you guys too. So I, I just want to I want to kind of give my take a little bit on 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 the loss and and what it means to to well, what it means to me, but I know what it means to so many of you out there in, in Radio Land and even. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people that listened to Rush that didn't agree with him, and, and that was fine. That was the beauty of Rush. You know, Rush, despite what you heard, you the the lies you've heard about him. You know, if you're a liberal out there and you've never listened to Rush, you shouldn't be spouting things you hear because they're lies. Um, I had somebody that jumped on one of my feeds and started posting all this just really vitriolic, awful things, and they were lies about Rush. You know what? Uh, one of the things that the, this leftist person said was that Rush coined the term, uh, called Obama Puff the Magic Negro. You know, Rush Limbaugh did no such thing. Rush Limbaugh near, merely reported what Al Sharpton said. Al Sharpton, that, you know, that pimp, reverend, um, media pimp, I should say, who runs around out there just really abusing and taking advantage of the black population and anyone else who will listen to him and send him money. Um, he is the one, Al Sharpton is the one that called Obama the, uh, the magic, uh, puff the magic Negro. That was Al Sharpton. So if you're a liberal out there and you have no kind words to say, then you know the old adage, if you have nothing good to say, don't say it. Um, uh, you know, I was just amazed at the stuff that people were putting on my feed. But anyway, 
Um, I, I really don't want to dwell on on the negative. There there are some awful people out there saying some awful things, and uh, it, it just shows you their character. Um, if somebody's out there and they're saying awful things about somebody who's died, I, I don't care what side of the aisle they're on, folks. Um, there's no reason to to say some of the things that are being said about Rush and from the left, and they should be ashamed of themselves. But let me tell you something, folks. If you've got a friend out there who who's reveling um, and 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 just saying all some nasty things about a poor man who just lost his life due to cancer, uh, you need to reevaluate who your friend is or who your friends are, because they are showing you their true character. Um, so. All right, that's all I want to say about the, these negative fools out there. Um, but what I want to do is, is I, I want to get into a little bit about about how how I came to know Rush, and and I, and I and I don't mean it in a physical way. I mean how I came to know Rush through radio. Um, it, it, it's just it was just a fun time in my life and uh, I, I want to talk about it a little bit so so just bear with me as, as I go down a little bit of my own personal story and what he's meant to me over the years and how it helped me uh, because folks it helped me in many ways many many ways as I'm sure his show helped you uh, but before I get to that I have to pause for a minute because you know the uh, cancer is just an awful thing and, and, it, and it strikes a lot of people and it strikes a lot of families um, I have a friend out there now um, I will be totally honest I haven't talked to this friend in a long time this friend we went to elementary school together um, so I've known this person since I was uh, whew, my goodness probably first grade um, and, and she's, a, she's a wonderful person um, we've stayed in touch through Facebook like many people do um, but I found out the other day that she um, had some pretty rough patch to go through. Uh, she just got out of the hospital. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more than they had to remove a tumor and they had to remove it from her brain. Um, it, it's at the, And that alone is awful. Um, but I want to send out the best uh, big shout out to uh, Lynn Lewis, who's out there. Um, and forgive me, she is married, and I don't remember her married name. So uh, forgive me for that. But uh, but Lynn, we are all praying for you, and, and you're in our thoughts. Um, and uh, all my listeners out there, I know you don't know this friend of mine, but keep her in your thoughts. Just say a small prayer for her as she uh, continues to recover from what she is going through right now. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And it kind of blends into the topic of the day because, like I said, we just lost Rush last week. Um, to cancer. I myself am a cancer survivor, and I'll talk a little bit about that today because Rush Limbaugh was a big part of me during my, uh, uh, did a lot for me, whether he knew it. Well, he didn't know it. But the fact that he was on the radio um, really helped me recover, and, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so just let me let me start by saying this. One of the things that, that uh, maybe you've noticed and maybe you hadn't, you know, last Wednesday was Ash Wednesday. And that's the day Rush died. And Rush, he did not wear his religion on his sleeve too much. I, you know, Rush, Rush was very spiritual, and uh, but he was very personal about it. Um, it was he he held it deep with him. He had that personal relationship um, with his faith, uh, even though he didn't always talk about it and didn't talk about it a lot. Uh, so I I find it kind of fitting that that he. He went to join the the uh, or let's just say this. 
he went to return the talent that was on loan from God that he talked about so much. He went to return it, and he, re- he returned it on Ash Wednesday. Uh, I, you know, that's just something that sticks out at me a little bit. Um, but anyway, you know, uh, I always found that funny, and, and, and I was amazed at how it offended some people, you know, on the left when Rush would say talent on loan from God. You know, Rush was merely – Merely in his own satirical way, or or his his hum, you know, he was a very humorous guy. I mean, the guy was so so funny and so giving, and just a good, humble guy. Um, he was nothing like what you hear the left portray him as. And um, but he coined this term, talent on loan from God, and what he meant by that was he's merely uh, his talent. Everything that he did and developed and uh, the, 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 the craft that he perfected was because God gave him the tools to do it. And he knew one day that loan would come due as all of us folks, all of us. We all have an expiration date. Um, we don't know when that date's going to be. And, 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 and unfortunately for people who are suffering from cancer, they kind of get a little bit of a preview to, to that expiration date because many cancer fighters, people who are fighting cancer, they're told, we don't know your expiration date to the day, but it's going to be within this range. Now, folks, imagine if you were told tomorrow that you had a finite time and you actually had to to look at the calendar and go, I may not make it past this 12 months or I may not make it past two more months or, or whatever it is. Uh, put yourself in that frame of mind because even though we all have an expiration date, we don't look at it that way because we don't know. No one knows when we're going to go except that big guy in the sky. And so imagine being told you've got a year or you've got 16, 17 months or you've got six weeks you just don't know but that would make you look at things much differently um so you you can try and put yourself in those shoes but it, but it's tough to do uh, but the but the point is when rush would always say I've, I've, my talent is on loan from god it's because he recognized that the day was coming where he would have to return that talent he would have to return that loan and and so what he meant by that folks is to live every day to its fullest uh, there are tons of people out there that are going to tell you no. There are tons of people out there that are going to tell you you can't. Uh, in fact, I would probably tell you 90% or more of the people you come in contact with, if you tell them you have a great idea or if you tell them you have a dream, 90 or plus percent are going to tell you it can't be done or they're going to tell you you can't do it. But one thing Rush Limbaugh did and what he understood and what he told everyone and, and, and what he naturally just put out there over the airwaves was that no one can stop you unless you stop yourself. And and that's for black people, Hispanic people, yellow people, white people, brown, whatever color. It didn't matter because you lived in the greatest country on the planet. You lived in a place where freedom and liberty is supposed to rule the day. You live in a place where if you put your sweat equity out there, you put your hard work, you put your mind to something, yes, there may be a hurdle. Yes, you may get fired. You may fail you, more than once. But if you keep up, keep it up, uh, you know, in, in this country, perseverance 
will lead to victory. And and that was one of the biggest messages I used to get from Rush. Well, let me tell you something, folks. Those of you who don't know me, uh, I know when you're if you're looking on the webcam and you see me from chest up, I look six feet tall. Stop laughing, Legend Dave. Um, <laughs> but but if you see me just from chest up, you know, hey, you may be going, boy, that Victor looks like he might be six feet tall. If 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 you hear my voice only and only my voice. You're probably going, that's the voice of a guy that's at least six feet tall. <laughs> well, folks, I'm not. Uh, I got to high school. Uh, I think I got to seventh grade, and I was, I mean, I think I stopped growing then. Uh, I, I am all of five foot two, five foot three if I'm wearing the right shoes. And uh, imagine going through entering high school uh, when you're two feet shorter than everybody else. Um, imagine with all your friends are going through high school and they're meeting all the cheerleaders and they're dating the cheerleaders and, and they're two feet taller than, and, and the cheerleaders are two feet taller than you. I mean, that's, that was my high school career. And then it got worse when I got to college because folks, when I got, when I was in high, all through elementary school in seventh grade, eighth grade, I didn't realize how short I was. And even through high school, even though it was becoming more apparent, I didn't think of myself as being so short. And then I walked, got into college, and I walk in the quad, and I'm going, I can't see anything but the butt in front of me. Uh, I, I was so much shorter than everybody. Uh, but I had to learn to adapt. And I'm not going to lie to you folks. I, I, there was a point in time when I let my height define me. Uh, I, I was letting it hold me back because I, I, I kept asking, why am I so short? And then I kept thinking, oh, I can't do that because I'm short. Oh, I can't do that because I'm short. And, 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 and that would creep into my thought process sometimes. But it didn't take long for me to realize this, this is only going to be an impediment to me if I allow it to be. And, and part of that came from when I was introduced to Rush Limbaugh and Rush would, would, would speak with such clarity that you're in America. It doesn't matter if you're short. It doesn't matter if you're tall, short, blonde, black hair, brown hair. None of that matters. The, what matters is you're an American citizen and you're a participant in the greatest experiment the world has ever seen, which is the form, the Republican form of government that the United States is, the capitalistic society that the United States is, the fact that no matter how you look, if you have that perseverance, if you have that will, if you have that ingenuity and you just want to use it, you can accomplish whatever you want. So I'm going to get into a little bit more of what that meant to me as soon as we come back because we're going to go to our first break, folks. Don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. This is America's Web Radio. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. 
More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, folks. Welcome back. This is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, and thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, let me let me just jump in a little bit here to to how to how I came across the Rush Limbaugh show, uh, or, or or who you know how I became such a fan of Rush, folks. Back in the early nineties, uh, I, I was running around like a little punk kid. Um, and I, you know, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. All I knew is, uh, I didn't want to work for the man. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the way we were thinking back then. I guess we still think that way some today. And I'm so glad I got off that, that, that bad road because when you have the mentality that, oh, I, I don't want to be, work for the man, I, 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 um, Somebody's holding me back, you know. Back then, in, in the early '90s, you know, I, I wanted to blame anybody but myself for whatever was holding me back. And uh, I, I was, you know, I, I was always a hard worker because of because of my parents. You know, my father and my mother, uh, they instilled in us from a er- very early age that you better work, and uh, if you want something, you're going to work for it. And they and they made us work all the time, whether it was in the house, in the lawn, outside, or whatever. We were we were taught a very very strong worth ethic, ethic, and that's thanks to my mom and dad. Um, so I was always working. In fact, folks, I don't. I think I was 30 years old before I had just one job. Um, I, I always had two or three jobs, uh, sometimes more. Um, whether it was bartending for several places at a time, um, cutting lawns, uh, waiting tables, you name it, folks. Uh, there was a time when I did you – know, there was rarely a time before the age of 30 that I didn't have no less than three jobs. Uh, so I knew how to work, and I didn't have a problem with working. My problem was finding a, a focus. Uh, but early in the 90s – um, so I, I have a very close, close group of friends. Uh, all my life, I've been fortunate to have such a good, close group of friends. Uh, and in the early 90s, I had a good friend of mine. He's not with us now, um, and I miss him dearly every day. Um, but I had a friend. Uh, his name was Aditya, uh, Aditya Chandora. And he was from uh, – he was Hindu. He was from India and uh, was just one of my bestest, 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 bestest friends. And he he came up to me one day because now you know this was early '90s. We were young. We were all trying to figure out what we were going to do. I mean, folks, I I played in a band. 
Um, I rode my motorcycle everywhere, even when it was 20 degrees outside. I was bartending. I was waiting tables. I, I was doing whatever it was, you know, whatever I could do, trying to find my way. But but I, but I, but I was still in the mode of where uh, I wasn't getting my own business because somebody was holding me back, or I wasn't, you know, I, I, I was falling on that kind of liberal train uh, where, where the Democrats will tell you, blame everybody but yourself. And I was, I was starting to fall on that a little bit. And uh, Adidia came up to me one day. Uh, now, folks, look, we used to have a house that we would rent. Uh, it was myself, <laughs> Mr. You know, Mexican-American, whatever you want to call me, brown guy. Uh, then there was a, my friend Aditya who was even browner because you know, he was Hindu from India. Um, we had my friend Jack who, by the way, by the way, uh, the best chef I think I've ever come to know. And he just happens to be a good friend of mine, Jack Fang. And folks, if, if you're out there and you're on Facebook, uh, just look up, go through mine Facebook page, Victor Armendariz. Just look me up. I'm Victor Armendariz, A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z. Uh, you can find me there and you can find my friend Jack. Uh, he is, uh, up for, uh, nomination for best chef or something like that. And, and I don't have all the details from my memory here, but, uh, but we, he could use your vote. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, some magazine. But anyway, uh, so there was Jack. There was me. Jack, oh, by the way, is uh, from Taiwan. So Jack is Asian. So we had the yellow guy, me, the brown guy, Aditya, the browner guy. Um, that was just three of us. And then we had um, my friend Scott and Roger, who, who you guys have come to know as Roger B. from, from the Locked and Loaded show. Uh, they were the Jew guys. Uh, and, and, and my heritage, of course, I have the Jewish heritage as well um, on my great-grandfather's side. And my father was Catholic. My mom was Baptist. Boy, that's a whole other story I could tell you growing up like that. Um, but anyway, the point is, is we had this wonderful group. And Adidia came and, – and we were, again, we were of – as the Democrats love to put you in a box. So we were in, in, in the – some, you know, the Democrat color box because we were all different. Uh, you had uh, – like I said, we had the Asian guy, me, the Hispanic guy. We had the Indian guy, the Hindu guy. Um, we had the Jewish guys. We had – I mean, you name it, we had it. And uh, they, were, they were all part of our group and not one of us. None of us were ever raised to judge somebody by their skin color. We were all attracted to each other because of our different talents. We were attracted to each other because we either played a musical instrument or we rode motorcycles or we, we were gun enthusiasts or we were military enthusiasts or law enforcement. Whatever it was, it drew us together, and it mattered not that one of us was from Asia, one of us was from uh, Mexico, one of us was from uh, um, India, one of us from, was from Taiwan. It didn't matter. None of that mattered. Uh, but we were friends. And one day, a Didia came up to me and he goes, he goes, hey, Victor, man, you've got to listen to this. He used to call me Vic. He goes, Vic, you got to, you got to listen. You got to see this guy. So before I ever listened to the Rush Limbaugh radio show, he turned me on to the Rush Limbaugh TV show. Uh, many of you may not know this, but Rush had a TV show from 92 to 96, I believe. Uh, from 1992 to 1996, Rush Limbaugh had a TV show. Um, if you've never seen it, look it up. I, I hope it's still on YouTube somewhere. Uh, if you just do an internet search, a DuckDuckGo search, you just look Rush Limbaugh TV show. I'm sure you can find it. Maybe it's even on, on uh, IMDb. IMD TV, IMD. Anyway, um, look it up. But Rush Limbaugh had a TV show, and Adidia turned me on to that show. He came up to me one night because the show was was on very late at night, and uh, we were up all the time. 
And Adidia comes up to me and he goes, Vic, watch this show. You've got to see this guy. And I was hooked after that, folks. And that was the early 90s. And I watched, uh, and, and ev- I never missed another show. Never missed another show. And then, I, and that turned me on to his radio show. And, and it was all because of my friend Adidia, who was not a white guy, was not a white supremacist. He wasn't, this guy was from, from India, folks. He was Hindu. And he was a big fan of Rush Limbaugh, and he turned me on to Rush. And one of the things that I immediately noticed about Rush is he did not see people for a color, that what color they were or where they were from. When, when Rush looked out into that vast, this vast, wonderful country that is America, that is the United States, I should say, when Rush looked out, he saw people for, 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 for the, being an American citizen. He saw potential in everyone. Didn't matter what your color was. Rush never, he wasn't one that would bring up color at all. The liberals do that. The Democrats do that. Limbaugh just looked across the nation and he saw potential. He saw potential in the American citizen because they lived in the greatest country on the planet. And that was one of the first things I noticed. Uh, Rush just, he spoke about the goodness of the country. And, and that is what turned me on so much to start reading and learning the history of this country. You know, I learned basic history in school like most of us do. Uh, back then, it was probably a better education than what people are getting now because they're trying to rewrite history. And, and the government schools are just flat out awful now. Um, but I still didn't have a good foundation of history until I heard Rush talk about it. And then I started doing my own research and my own uh, reading and, and everything. And, and, and I became a student of history. And that was because of Rush. And, but, but again, to see and hear Rush talk to people about the, the ingenuity that they have, the, the, the greatness of American ingenuity and what it meant to be an American citizen, didn't matter where you were from. It didn't matter what color you were. It, none of those things mattered. All that mattered was you were an American citizen in the greatest country on the planet. And that if you had, if you had an idea, you could pursue it in this country especially when the government would get out of your way. And, and so I started learning and reading and, and about the history of this country. But, but the other thing I took from that was, was hearing Rush talk about the potential of the American citizen, the potential that everyone had just by being an American, no matter, again, what your background was. And that's when I started to realize, okay, you know, this being short thing, it ain't the end of the world. Because one of the other biggest things I learned from Rush is do not dwell on the things that you can't change. And there was nothing I was going to be able to do about my height. And, uh, and, and that was the beginning of, I guess, of me getting my mind right. And once I could let go of what I couldn't change and I focused on what I could change, that's when my life changed. And I'll get into a little bit more, folks. We're going to go to the next break. You're listening to America's Web Radio. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, folks. We are back. Okay, look, um, I <laughs> I wanted to get into – I'm going to just – I'll wrap this up in a minute, and we'll get into the topic rundown of the day uh, because there is a lot to get to. There's a lot to get to. But I, I just I, – I, folks, I, I was uh, I was so down last week after Wednesday um, just because I, I, I felt like I lost a dear friend and, and – and, you know, it's it's just hard to put in words sometimes um, because of what this man meant to me, and only because of his words over the airwaves, uh, because of his the way it motivated me. Uh, just as I told you, um, it it made me drop the focus on what I couldn't change and put the focus on what I could change. I can work hard. I can accomplish things. And if somebody puts a block in the way, I can go around it. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with failing at something and regrouping and giving it another shot. There, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And no, David's got a, <laughs> yeah, a legendary Dave. That's right. Uh, yeah, you know, so there's always a way you can get around roadblocks and, and that's one of the first things I learned from Rush. Uh, folks, it's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to take something, um, whether find something wrong with yourself and just blow that up into a big, big, big negative and then listen to the negativity of, of, of others. Uh, it's easy to do that. It's hard to be positive. It's hard to stay positive. Uh, it's not easy. But if it was, then everybody would be, uh, you know, whatever they wanted to be. And, and, and the, I say that jokingly, folks, because you can be what you want to be. You, you just got to find your path, and 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 that's what listening to Rush did for me. Uh, he he really really made me again stop focusing on what you can't change and start focusing on what you can change. In fact, I just I just had a listener, a listener from uh, Georgia, who who just uh, sent me a message and said, you know. What Rush Limbaugh, the positivity he that he talked about, and the perseverance that he talked about. Uh, this listener uh, here in Georgia who just noticed, who just sent me a message and told me, you know, they were laid off not too long ago. You know, one of the jobs lost from the Biden administration coming in, and at the stroke of a pen, he's killing jobs. And and this listener in Georgia of mine, who was also a listener of Rush, he didn't get depressed. He didn't give up. He just started. Bang and banging the phones and 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 the the emails and whatever it is he needed to do, and he found another job, and this is probably going to be another big step in his career. Um, but he did that because of the messages that he heard from Rush, and maybe some of the messages that he heard from me. But but it was it was Rush Limbaugh. Let's be honest. Uh, but but this is what I'm saying, and and this is what I want you to understand why he means so much to me because he was a positive force. That you could turn, tune into every day amongst all the negativity. Um, no matter how bad something was going, you could turn into Rush and he would have a positive spin or he would have something good to say. And, and he saw the good in humanity. Everyone. Um, folks, 
those of you who don't know a lot about Rush Limbaugh, the man was the probably one of the most giving people out there. He'll never get credit for it, but he never sought credit for it either. You know, folks, you really, really, really learn the character of a person um, when you learn about what they were doing that they didn't seek adulation for. Um, it, it really speaks volumes. And, and let me tell you, Rush, you know, one of the things that was so dear to my heart also is, is the money he gave to cancer research. I, I cannot get into the millions and millions and millions of dollars that Rush Limbaugh gave to cancer research. And that was just cancer research. Um, he helped people whenever he could, even Democrats. Um, I mean, the man was a giving man. Um, the man had a friendship with Elton John. Now, Elton John is not no right-wing zealot. Uh, Elton John is, is left-wing. Everybody knows it. But yet he had a friendship with Rush Limbaugh. Uh, I mean, he was just, that's how amazing Rush was. Um, so talking about that, that positivity, and, and as my listener here in Georgia just pointed out, he persevered and he got another job. Within 20 days, or I believe, or 25 days, he was able to find another job. Even though Biden is killing jobs faster than a fat kid eats a donut, um, this listener was able to find a job because he didn't give up and he didn't get down on himself. He stayed positive and he pounded the pavement and he found another job. And, and that's the message that you would get from the Limbaugh show. Um, and, and I mentioned his donations to cancer research. He did so much for cancer research and even bef- well, well, well before he even contracted the disease himself. And, and that'll get me, let me fast forward to another moment in time. Uh, folks, in, in 2012, I was diagnosed with cancer and uh, I, I, you know, I won't give, I'm not going to go through all of it, but, you know, I, I, I had to go through surgery, get tumors removed, uh, and then I had to go through treatment. And, and treatment will, will damn near wear you out. If, if those of you have been through it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, cancer treatment is simple. They are killing you to save you. That's what cancer treatment is. And, uh, and it will wear you out. And I would go through cancer treatment and then I would go home to my parents' house and I would be laid out on the couch or I'd be at my house and laid out on the couch. And, but the one thing I would do every day when I was laid out resting from, from treatment or resting before treatment, uh, I would have on Rush Limbaugh show. And, and his words were just so inspiring. Uh, there was a time when I was going through treatment when I was about ready to give up. And folks, I did not have it as bad as, as many, many, many people had it. And I didn't have nearly, I didn't go through nearly what, what Russ Limbaugh went through in his treatment. Um, but it sucks. Treatment sucks. And, and I reached a point where, where I was about ready to, to give up. I, I didn't want to eat. I was, I was very close to going, having to go to the hospital. Um, because I didn't want to eat anymore and, and I couldn't walk. Uh, it was very hard for me to walk, uh, because the treatment was attacking my, my joints and my ankles. And, and anyway, I won't get into all of that, but, but it was the inspirational messages that I would heard from Rush. And, and, and then one message specifically, which I cannot really recount exactly what Rush was saying that day, but it made me, it gave me that vigor again and said, you know what? This isn't going to beat me. I'm going to go find something that I can eat and keep down <laughs> and I'm going to start 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 working through the pain and I'm going to make my ankles work and 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 folks before you knew it I was back to 
playing soccer and riding my motorcycles. Um, but it was those inspirational shows every day that I would listen to from Rush. So, so Rush doesn't know it, but he played a huge part in me recovering. And, and, and I will never, ever, 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 ever forget it. And I'm never going to forget that man. And, and I wish the best for his family and, and every, all of you listeners, the radio family and his immediate family. Um, I, I just, you know, I'm with them in prayer and, and in thoughts and, and, and wish them all the best. But the legacy of Rush will never die. And and I just, I had to get this out today. And thank you so much for bearing with me uh, because he's, he was an incredible, incredible, incredible man. He was a pioneer, folks. You're going to hear this a lot in the days to come of what a pioneer Rush was. You know, the AM dial was single-handedly saved by Rush Limbaugh. Uh, Rush Limbaugh was told by everyone you can't do it you can't do a talk show especially a conservative talk show you can't you can't you can't and rush limbaugh did it in fact there's something that rush limbaugh used to say that lives with me every day and i want it to live with you Uh, rush limbaugh used to say learn the rules and then break them and what he meant by that was learn the rules of the craft that you want and then become your own uh, you don't have to settle in just because back then radio was a cert going a certain way and everybody told Limbaugh you had to be a certain way. But he, but he, he refused to do it. He became himself. He became his own entity in radio and single handedly saved the AM dial and then saved the FM dial. Um, folks, today there are over 1700 talk radio stations, over 1700 talk radio stations nationwide. That's because of Rush Limbaugh. Um, the biggest medium today in radio is the talk radio platform. Uh, over 90% of Americans ages 12 and over tune in to talk radio in some shape or form. 90% of Americans, over 90% of Americans tune into some type of talk radio every week. That is because of Rush Limbaugh. And don't let anyone tell you anything different. Um, that, that attunes to 50 now, let me put it to you this way. 50 million listeners tune into news talk radio every week. 50 million. And on any given week, up to 25 of those million were listening to Rush Limbaugh. Folks, no one else can command an audience like that. No one. And and I am doing this. I'm in radio. One of my biggest, biggest uh, um biggest people I looked up to that got me into radio was Rush Limbaugh. The other was Neil Bortz. Um, and those, those two were, were good friends. Uh, but, but that's why I, I'm here because I, I wanted to learn radio and get into radio. And it was because of hearing somebody like Rush. And, uh, so it's, but, but put that in perspective, folks. On, on a given week, 50 million plus people in this country tune in to talk radio, to news talk radio. And on any given week, half of those were listening to Rush Limbaugh. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's it's amazing, amazing, amazing what what that man accomplished. And you know what? You you, you got smarter listening to Rush. And, and I know the liberal. I'm going to send the liberals to their cry closet right now. Uh, Media Matters is probably just just uh, about had a a a, a hot attack altogether. Uh, because I just made the statement that you would get smarter to listen to Rush. And it's true. Rush Limbaugh had command of the English vocabulary. Uh, it was, I was always in awe of the vocabulary that Rush had. Now, many of you may know Rush, Rush didn't go to college. 
But he proved you don't have to. And I am not saying not to go to college. If college is for you, go to college. Uh, I encourage it because college, you're going to learn some knowledge that no one can ever take away from you. Um, but you don't have to. You can go to a trade school. You can do, you can, you can find a trade and develop that trade and make a living at it, uh, yourself. You can do that. Rush did it. Uh, but that doesn't mean you you stop learning. And Rush Limbaugh never stopped learning. Um, but I was always in awe at the vocabulary that this man commanded. So when he would say words that I didn't know, I would jot those words down, look them up, and I would learn them. And that's so listening to Rush helped my own vocabulary. So um, he really, really, really was an amazing, amazing, amazing person and, and such a force in the in the conservative movement. Um, folks, you know, in the 90s, in the, in the mid-90s, Newt Gingrich became the Speaker of House, uh, Speaker of the House, and he did it through the Contract with America. Uh, and the Republicans won the the majority in the mid '90s, and that they haven't had, I believe, in a hundred years. And they and that happened because of Rush Limbaugh. It happened because Rush was on the air saying things that normal Americans were afraid to say. And he, Rush would get up every day and he would say it. And he finally gave politicians like Newt and others the the confidence. To create something called the Contract with America, who 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 he gave Rush gave them the courage to talk about smaller government, to talk about conservative principles like lower taxes, um, strong military, uh, enhanced capitalism, free markets. Uh, that is something that Rush gave them the ability to do. The Republican Party back then. Now the Republicans lost their way. Oh my gosh, did they lose their way? Uh, the establishment Republican has absolutely bastardized just about everything the conservatives have done over the years. But, um, but that's another problem, and that's a problem that we're facing today, and we're going to face it. We're going to face it, and we're gonna we're gonna win. Um, but but you, I have to draw attention to what the effect that that Rush had on. Winning the Republicans winning in the mid '90s, and then you fast forward to 2010. You know the 2010 Tea Party movement and stuff. That was Rush Limbaugh. Rush had so much to do with that. So, so when you hear me refer to the Godfather of Radio, I am referring to Rush Limbaugh. He is the Godfather, and will always be the Godfather. Um, Rush Limbaugh is the reason that so many people like myself are in radio today. Uh, and he's the reason that the conservative movement is alive and well. Um, he's, you know, I talk a lot about the Trump voter and the Trump movement. Um, we cannot allow, and Rush would agree with me, we cannot allow the establishment Republicans to push out the Trump voter because they're going to try. The establishment crushed the Tea Party movement. It wasn't the Democrats. The Democrats didn't beat the Tea Party movement. The Republican establishment beat the, back the Tea Party movement, and they're going to try to do it with the Trump movement, the, the Make America Great movement, and we can't allow that to happen, folks. We cannot allow that to happen. Um, when I talk about we being the Trump voter, we being the Make America Great movement, um, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that we've got to get behind one man that is President Trump. I'm saying we've got to take the movement that Trump started, the movement that Trump helped create, which was basically from the Tea Party movement, and push that forward because we cannot allow the establishment to take control of the Republican Party again. We just cannot allow it. Um, folks, we don't have time to start a third party. We don't have time. This country is in too much peril. So um, – 
let me go to the break, and when I come back, uh, I'll start getting into some topics of today, and I'm going to transition. I'll get into what we can do and what we've got to do when I talk about uh, not letting the establishment take control. Uh, folks, we'll be right back. This is America's Web Radio. Quick stakes. That's Q-U-I-K stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion? on America's Web Radio. Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. And welcome back, folks. So I just had another listener make a great, great point. And I, you know, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Uh, many of you may not know, uh, Russ Limbaugh was basically deaf. Uh, I, gosh, it was maybe, mm, my gosh, 10, 15, 20 years ago when Russ lost his hearing. Uh, and, and at, when he first started losing his hearing, you know, of course, like anyone, his first instinct was, oh, my gosh, how am I going to do my radio show? Uh, but, again, the type person that Rush is, maybe for a millisecond he sat and thought, how am I going to do my my show? And then his positivity, the way he lived his life took over. And then not for a moment did he think he would not be behind the golden microphone one second. And he found a way to do it. He found a way to do it, folks, because in the beginning, he, he, he had the uh, cochlear ear implant, which he had to the day he died, I'm pretty sure, um, which allow him to hear certain frequencies, certain, certain, you know, still wasn't great. His hearing deteriorated throughout the years. Um, but with that and with, with transcribing, uh, this Rush Limbaugh did his radio show. He didn't really hear what people were saying to him. He didn't hear phone callers uh, clearly. But he, everything was transcribed for him, and he could read it. And he he just he adapted, he adapted, folks, and 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 look at what he was able to accomplish. And that's what I mean about the positive messages that I always got from Rush, um, I, folks. I told you guys I'm all a five foot two or three if I'm wearing the right shoes. But yet, folks, I can ride the snot out of a motocross bike that I can't touch the ground on. Uh, I, I I can ride an an R1, a leader bike. Those of you who are into motorcycles know that that's a pretty big bike. Uh, it's a, it's what people refer to as a crotch rocket. It's a 1,000 cc motorcycle that I can barely touch the ground to, but I can ride the crap out of it. Um, uh, I I I do these things because I can. 
because just because that that you may be short too or 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 there whatever it is doesn't mean you can't do something if you put your mind to it you can't find a way to do it and and that's what rush did when 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 his hearing left him he found a way to continue the number one show across the, the planet and and he and he just made it even better he made it even better so um I, I mean, I, 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 I thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me just just speak openly from my heart about what Rush means to me. So I want to thank all my listeners out there. Um, you guys, thank you so much because uh, I needed to get that out today. Um, I, I have such respect uh, for for Rush Limbaugh and his family. I, I can't tell you and. And I know, folks, I know, I know. In fact, um, my wonderful, wonderful IT producer here came in during one of the breaks, and he was telling me some of the awful vitriol that he's seeing uh, being posted about Rush. All I can tell you, folks, is do your research. They're lying to you, and they're taking things out of context because they hated Rush Limbaugh. And and you've got to stop back and ask yourself, why would Democrat politicians, a politician who is supposed to represent all Americans, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If, if I am a Republican official and Republicans elect me and I get very few Democrat votes, I'm still representative of those Democrat people. If you're an American citizen and I am the president of this great country, I represent everyone, whether you like it or not. That's the way it is. And for a politician, for a Democrat to besmirch a citizen like Rush Limbaugh, you've got to ask yourself why. Why would they do it? Why would they do it? And folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. Uh, This is my passion coming out, not anger. Because you've got to ask yourself, if, if a leftist Democrat, politician or bureaucrat or voter can besmirch and lie about Limbaugh. If somebody's out there posting lies about Limbaugh, chances are they've never listened to him. They've only listened to excerpts and cut up out of context comments that the leftist media throws out there because they want you to hate Limbaugh. They don't want you to listen to it. The last thing the Democrat Party or the Socialist or, or any Democrat bureaucrat or voter out there wants you to do or us to do, the last thing they wanted you to do is listen to Rush Limbaugh. Because if you listen to him yourself, then you would see they were lying about him. In fact, there is a reason that the Democrat Party hates talk radio. They hate what Rush created. They don't like people. They, they really, really hate somebody like me. Folks, I am Hispanic. My background is Mexican and Spain, Mexico and Spain, Mexican Spanish, I guess I should say, uh, and American. And um, the, the the last thing a Democrat wants, a politician, Democrat politician or voter wants, is somebody like me to come along and think for myself, make my own decisions, develop a great appreciation for freedom and for liberty, and then to talk about it. That is the biggest threat to the Democrat Party and establishment Republicans. Many of them, many of them didn't like Rush. The establishment couldn't stand Rush Limbaugh when he hit the scene back in the late 80s and the 90s. They didn't like him because he was spouting too much freedom, too much liberty, and not enough power. But boy, they became to appreciate him because of the victories that he led them to. 
Um, but there are still plenty in the establishment of Republicans that, that, that they don't like Rush, and they'll lie about him too. Or they'll let themselves be conned by the Democrats uh, by listening to excerpts and, and out-of-context statements by Limbaugh, and then they'll just pile on instead of going and listening to it for themselves. Um, but you've got to ask yourself why. Why would a politician do this? Well, the fact is, folks, they fear people like Rush Limbaugh. They feared him mostly. But then they really also fear any other person out there like myself who does talk radio, any person who throws themselves out there like me and will speak to you on the great history of this country, that we dare say that the United States is the greatest place on the planet, that we dare say our republic for, Republican form of government is the best government on the planet, that we dare say that a free market society based in Capitalism, not crony capitalism, not bureaucrat capitalism, not Democrat and Republican establishment uh, cronyism. I'm talking real capitalism, real free markets, where where uh, ideology doesn't lead the day, where where somebody's color doesn't lead the day, where it's just free market. You put your sweat equity out, you get something in return. The wonderful free market. The Politicians that are the Democrats today and establishment Republicans, they live in fear of somebody who can come behind a microphone like this, like I'm doing, and speak to you in confidence that, that I speak to, the confidence that Rush spoke to. All They feared that. And Rush Limbaugh did it better than anyone. Rush Limbaugh came to the microphone with, with, very, with confidence in what he was saying. And that scared the crap out of politicians. And even to this day, Politicians do not, especially like I said, they don't like it when the brown guy like me comes on and tells other brown people, you know, you can think for yourself. You don't need the Democrat Party to succeed. You need only yourself to succeed. And you need only this great, wonderful country, this great country that affords you the ability to dream what you want to dream, be what you want to be, because you can work to be what you want to be in this country, this place. That is the United States of America. And Legend Dave, you look like you've got a comment. Yeah, you know, uh, on his microphone or behind him, he always had EB. EIB. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellence in broadcasting. Excellence in broadcasting. Absolutely, David, absolutely. Are we going to have to get a little bitty EIB? (laughs) We might have to get a hope to be excellent in broadcasting for me. (laughs) I, You know, folks, I... I, I, I'm thankful every day, and thank thanks so much to Legendary Dave to to allow me to sit here and talk to you guys on a daily basis. Um, and if I were to become a fraction of what Rush was able to do, you are. I, I will thank him. Oh, uh, you are too. You're too kind, Legendary Dave. But but I I I I just don't know what to say, and it almost brings me to tears because David, that I I have had other people contact me and tell me very very wonderful comments comparing me uh to rush and 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 i i I can't take those comments because i don't know no one's going to be what rush limbaugh was but if i could be a little bit if i could just be a little bit then i can die happy um uh, because that man was amazing and and such a pioneer but but folks i want you to think as you see these awful things that are being said about him, like like producer Brett pointed out, um, 
ask yourself why the Democrats would fear somebody on the radio. Folks, Rush Limbaugh was not given a grant by the government. Rush Limbaugh was not taxing people and being paid by the uh, by taxes. Rush had to earn the audience. Rush Limbaugh had a product, and he had to sell it every day on his radio show. He would not be what he was were it not for a, the product that he put out that millions and millions and millions of listeners listened to, and they 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 paid for whatever the advertisers were. They went out and bought things. The point is, is all the listeners paid money through all the sponsors on Rush Limbaugh. So that enabled Rush to have a show. If people didn't like Rush's show, he would have been gone long, long ago because there was no grant from the government propping up Limbaugh. You know, like those grants that prop up the electric car industry? There was nothing propping up Limbaugh. He did it himself. And because he had a good product, again, this is the wonderful thing about the free market. If Rush Limbaugh's product wasn't good, it would have gone away because there would have been no listeners. Um, that's how we in talk radio survive, except for public radio. Public radio, which can barely survive, be, even with government contributions and your tax dollars, government uh, radio or public radio, it barely exists today. Because it cannot exist on its own. Because it can't put a product out there that's worth buying uh, 90% of the time. So, again, ask yourself why Democrats would be so angry and hate one man so much or hate an industry that is talk radio so much. Folks, talk radio lives on its own. We all have to earn a living, and we do it because we put out a good product. And on that note, I'm going to say goodbye, and, and, and coming up next is another fine product, the Locked and Loaded Show with Roger B. Don't you go anywhere. He's coming up next on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.